Hey, you're listening to the Fretboard Confessional. This is Chris McKee. And this is Cooper Greenberg. <laughs> this is soft-spoken, smoky-voiced Cooper Greenberg uh, coming at you from Alamo Music. And uh, if you want to learn more about where we're coming from, you just go to alamomusic.com or check out our channel on YouTube where we review guitars and other stuff. And as of this point, uh, we are in a new space, which I'll talk about in a second. But it's been a bit since we've done a podcast. Um, I want to thank everybody who listens. And uh, we had some comments on a recent YouTube uh, video asking about the podcast. You know who you are. <laughs> and I want you to know, hey, we saw that. Um, and, you know, one, we appreciate the kind words. And two, uh, we are sorry we have not had uh, more consistent podcast content for you. And uh, I'm going to explain that a little bit. One, we're in a new space because we have completely destroyed the street in front of our store. Uh, if you check out some local news on San Antonio, you'll learn more about it because we've been vocal recently about the other utter destruction of North Maine in San Antonio and how it's affecting us. So with some of our podcasts, you actually heard the backing beep of some uh, backloaders, some cat machines out there on the main road. And it's it became difficult to record, don't you think? Oh, yeah. That was not fun. Yeah. And not have, fun. Have our only space that's dedicated to meetings impossible to use. Yes. So. In fact, it hasn't just affected podcasts. There were some of our, uh, you know, some actual business meetings we had up there that were just like could not happen because of the noise. So, um, so that's part of what's been going on. The other part of it has been that I have not been around uh, in the store that much. Cooper has uh, taken charge with our uh, YouTube channel and bravely gone forth with the flag of guitar <laughs> reviews and he's been doing a lot of great content and i i really appreciate cooper i said that in an email but i'm saying publicly thank you that i really appreciate you cooper but um i haven't been around much um my wife is dealing with cancer we found that out earlier this year in april and so uh depending upon where her treatment is i'm in the store or i'm not in the store and that makes for creating content somewhat problematic so um, you know, anyone who's had cancer or knows anyone who's had cancer, which is a big number because it's seemingly everywhere and it sucks, uh, knows it can be a grind. So, oh yeah. So that's what's been going on. If you don't see me on the YouTube channel or, uh, you know, we do podcasts and I'm not around, then that's just no, I'm at home, you know, so I'm all good. Uh, things are, are good there. There's a good prognosis. It just is what it is. So. It's a lot of stuff that, yeah. you, that you've been having to deal with recently. It's been a rough year. Yeah. She uh, she she was dealing with pain from the beginning of the year, so actually predating April. I wasn't around a whole, whole lot. We thought that'd get taken care of with a hysterectomy. Turns out, hey, you have cancer. So then it got uh, a lot more interesting from that point on. But we're hoping that by January, it'll all be done. So... Uh, so that's what's been going on. Uh, if you want to know anything more about that, I'll leave that to my lovely wife, who is as surprisingly sometimes more articulate uh, and talented than me. Uh, she has a website, candymckey.com. You can check out everything. She's really kind of sharing her story there. So it's been good, encouraging a lot of people. Um, outside of that, we are in a new space. And uh, I'm excited about this because uh, we're moving on down. Moving on down <laughs> to to the basement of Alamo Music, and if anyone is a fan of you know Pee Wee's Big Adventure, you know the Alamo does not have a basement, but Alamo Music does. We do. So we're current. Which talking in here now, it's got a nice kind of soundproof, dead vibe. Yeah. 
I feel dead. Um, but <laughs> that's, that's going to excite everybody for the rest of the podcast. We're dead down here. Um, no, the thing is, we are. Man, this. Can you hear that you one? Got, you got a quality seat over there. We'll get some new chairs from the space. Uh, the room that we're in is much larger than any room that we've ever had access to to create things in. It was our former repair shop. Actually, I'm going to contradict you on that because right before you walked in, I shared this with Zach. This is where. The video started. Really? Yes, but it wasn't dedicated to videos. We had uh, behind Zach over here on this wall to my left, uh, we set up the black curtain that we have now. <laughs> um, and then over to the right were boxes of grand pianos. Oh, man. Turned on the side. So it was a piano storage room that Patrick and I took advantage of and used on this side of this pillar for video production. Do you remember... Some of the how because that had to be short lived. There was not it a was time that I've seen with because I can pick out the other locations from yes. other ones during the what I call the nomadic phase. Nomadic phase. So you had some Babcock videos. Yeah, practice rooms, amp rooms, um, the creepy murder room over in the <laughs> warehouse. Did you? Okay, so <laughs> the creepy murder room is literally like a closet. Yeah. And I remember when they built it and they were so excited to show me like, hey, we have a space for you. And I walked in and I'm like, it looks like someone was murdered in here, guys. Like, you're joking, right? Like, no, this is the space. Um, it, so, and then someone actually commented on YouTube. It looks like someone was murdered in this room. So, I... The vibe was murdered down there. I reviewed a 214 with Taylor once and I put yeah. a, a pager on the back of it that said like, call the police, help get me out. <laughs> oh and God. I flipped it over in the video. That was pretty, pretty we, rough. Uh, I did some videos down there too, um, and I remember they brought me down to that room. Now it's like the warehouse break room that has sausage cookers and stuff. Yeah, so good stuff's happening there still. If anybody Cooking misses sausage. that room, we got sausage parties going on. Um, but we've been upstairs in our current room for some years now. It's really where we, the consistency took hold, and you know we've done very well. But we're finally going to have some space to have a podcast area, mm-hmm. shoot all the videos, um, and looking around, which I'm guessing we'll have a photo because I want to have before and after. We should show a, f- a screenshot from every video and everything and then like every phase and then our new space. There's more little tiny hardware drawers in this room with every kind of capacitor and nut and bolt and it's uh, hopefully all going to be gone soon. It's well organized. I, you know, for anyone looking for a, a screw for a PV cabinet, I can guarantee you from here, I can tell you that we have it. Um, there's Yamaha and QSC stuff on there. But yeah, this was an electronics repair space and it's becoming our production studio. Yeah. And it's, what would you say, three times the size, four times the size of our At current least, space? Yeah. So it's a lot more room. We have uh, a lot of opportunity to do some cool stuff in here. But it is, it, you know, it was worse than where it is now as we sit in here. We couldn't have sit in here three weeks ago and recorded this podcast. Um, so, uh, you know, Josh and, and Zach and a lot of others have been making a lot of uh, strides here to, to clean it up and get it ready. Um, it's still going to be a while. And it is interesting to look around at, like, the carcasses of keyboards and speakers and stuff that's still hanging around in this room so yeah a little uh side note if anybody's looking for 
the most random pieces of speakers and electronics parts and broken keyboards that you can use for parts and anything that you could possibly want. Come down to Alamo Music. We'll make you a deal. We will make you a deal. A good like a deal. Buy five, get five yeah. on 15-inch subspeakers of some variety. There's 12-inch speakers, 10-inch speakers. I'm looking at an acoustic amp power stage. Who wants diodes? Yeah. We got diodes. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much, you know, I actually said a long time ago, um, old band halls, mm-hmm. old music stores, old libraries. Yeah. If you, like, can get into the cavernous areas of their back storage areas, you're always going to find, like, some interesting stuff, some yeah. gold. Um, Adult magazines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all sorts of, there are so many foot pedals down here. I'm looking at foot pedals over there. There's foot pedals over there. There's boxes of foot pedals. What the heck? Power right. supplies. Yeah. So Anyways. come. We got a frenzy of parts down here. Come get them so we can film videos down here sooner. Um, yeah. So that's what's going on. A little update. We got a lot over. going on. Um, another thing that's been going on, we had... I feel like it's been all pianos in this store for a little bit and we need to re uh, balance it out and get more guitar stuff out there. Um, and luckily we got a lot of guitars on the way from Martin, which we'll talk about, but also a lot of cool stuff coming in. Um, obviously much of it, you know, we get the embargoes, we get all kinds of stuff. Um, but I can say that from both from Taylor Gibson, Martin, and Fender. Uh, we got some really cool stuff on its way. We do. I'm excited for a lot of the stuff we got. Uh, Fender had a custom shop event recently. We were able to uh, score some guitars on there. If you don't know how that works, I've kind of explained it before, but basically you can order a custom shop guitar, but also during the year they do these events. And when they do these events, they uh, they have some guitars available uh, to bid on. You don't get to just say, yes, I want it and I buy it. Um, there's generally one available yeah. of a particular model. Sometimes it's one of one. It's the only one that will ever get made. Um, sometimes it's going to be a model within a series that they do for a very short period of time and you bid on those. And uh, most of the time you don't win. You can yeah. bid. We literally bid on 31 guitars and we won two. And there's some people that bid on all of the guitars and won none. Yeah. Um, and so what that means is we, we you then win the chance to buy that guitar. Yeah. So we bought two <laughs> that are on the way. We've got probably one of the best selection of cu- Fender Custom Shops that I've ever... I, actually, not probably. It is the best selection of Fender Custom Shops I've ever... We've ever had in the store. So it, it was some really cool stuff. It feels like in the past, you know, because everything happens with a committee at mm-hmm. Alamo Music. And there's always the people that are hesitant to go into, you know, custom shops that are expensive. Hand ringers. Yeah. And uh, Chris, so some of the ones that we have Chris currently. Chris just ignores those. Chris ones. ignores. Um, some of them that we have right now are ones that you bid on for mm-hmm. the past event and that we got. And then some you ordered, ordered from it, years ago. Yeah. So once you bid, say you don't win, um, if it's not a one-off you then have an opportunity to order that guitar. The benefit of winning the bid is that you get it now. Yeah. If you order the guitar, it will be at minimum, typically a year. So um, we have recently received stuff I ordered, uh, I think last March and some of it even before then, I I want to say the previous fall event. So, yeah, there's been quite a bit. Um, We've done some videos on some of them. Mm -hmm. We, 
for sure did cool Telecasters, the Butterscotch ones that will know Caster Blonde, all that. Yeah. We did a Jazzmaster that I fell in love with. What is your favorite currently that we've got right now? I have a real soft spot for the uh, Telecasters, that early 50s you know, era, the no casters or the 53s, that kind of stuff. And the one we have, and I think it's a heavy relic uh, that has the humbucker in the neck. Dude, that's the best one for I, sure. I was excited when I, when I ordered it. Um, that is a crazy good guitar. Yeah, it's got a Seymour Duncan humbucker in the neck. It's a heavy relic, which I don't typically love. I like the Journeyman a lot. It works. It's like a Keith sure. Richards it's, yeah. telly. It's yeah, but it amazing. has six strings on it. Yeah. <laughs> that's why that's the cost if you know you, you pay custom if shop you take price, a string you want, off yeah. it becomes a keith signature and it's ten thousand uh, more yeah no it's really cool stuff i'm really digging the 55 bone tone strats mm-hmm. that you got we haven't done a video on them yet we will if we still have them um but those are cool just because it's like they're kind of inspired by 55 strats but they got a little kick up in the pickups yeah um yeah the really cool stuff i know for sure so let me ask you this before I blurt it out. It's not like there's embargo on the ones that we won no. for this year. No. So we can talk about them. Yes. So I'll pull them up here. I know for sure one of them is a very cool Telecaster that is uh, double bound. It's a Tomatillo, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to pull up my... Yeah, it's a uh, it's a super faded aged Lake Placid Blue Relic. Limited edition Tomatillo Telly. And uh, it's it's very cool. There were a lot of people bidding on it. Yeah. Um, it's a 2022 series. So, yeah, here it's a frustrating thing with Custom Shop. So, this is a mid-year 2022 limited edition Custom Shop, okay? Which is, if you think limited edition, a Custom Shop limited is even more limited. Yeah. When people order this because they didn't win it like we did, they won't get it till 2023. Maybe, which is kind of a weird thing, you know, and I feel like some buyers who understand custom shop get that and some don't. And they'll be like, is this an old guitar? It's from 2022. It's like, no, it's literally just arrived. Um, but we we will be getting this one. It's a really cool color. The way it did the faded yeah. Lake Placid blue. It's got a flamed quarter saw neck. So the, it's got a flame maple neck, which I love. We had a recent Strat, which sold. That had an incredibly flamed neck. It was a custom yeah, shop. That was um, amazing. So yeah, really love that. It's just got the right like specs on it. Custom handwell Tomatillo pickups. It's got the no caster wiring on it, uh, which is really cool. The color is really cool. You know, it's relict. It's not it's not crazy relict, really. It almost looks more like journeyman yeah. than like relic, to be, you know, perfectly honest. It's got those brass saddles, but it's the compensated ones. So it's like the best of both worlds. You're yeah. not dealing with the intonation issues. Um, it's got normal frets. It's not like jumbo frets. They're just narrow, tall frets. Yeah. You know, um, bone nut, you know, all of that good stuff. It's it's a really cool guitar. Um, you know, and I will say this. We did a recent video on Relic, like kind of the stages of Relic, right? Mm-hmm. With with those tellies. In fact, you feature the telly we just talked about yeah. in that video. And uh, the question was posed like, hey, you know, to Relic or not to Relic, you know? Yeah. And s- some people in the comments, uh, a lot of people in the comments, I will say, were like, no, not Relic. Like, I don't like Relic. It- here's the thing that I have trouble 
qualifying. We see a lot of people in the videos saying, and in the comments saying, no, I don't like Relic Guitars. And this is not to <laughs> cast aspersion to any of you that don't like Relic Guitars. But I'm also going to go out on the limb and say, you're not the ones buying custom shop stuff from Fender. Yeah. Because seemingly a lot of what the custom shop is doing is relic for a reason it's mm-hmm. the more popular stuff they uh, they'll do a time machine and we'll get one in and it won't sell yeah nobody wants it and you know it's so it's one of those things where i guess the vocal group that doesn't like it are just simply not the 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 market for it yeah i would also say that it's one thing to not like the look of the relic it's a totally different thing to play a relic guitar mm-hmm. and there are road-worn guitars that you can play. They're super cool, um, you know, from the Ventera collection, for example, that it is, you can hold two road-worn guitars next to each other and you can see that the same exact machine did the relicking on both. Yeah. It's got the same exact ding in the same exact place. The custom shop stuff is all unique. hand done. Yeah. Every single one is unique, but it's done in all the right places to where you feel like you're playing uh, something that's truly been worn in. I think the biggest thing for me is I love a good, you know, NOS guitar, mm-hmm. but playing on a neck that has been mm-hmm. journeyman or relic or heavy relic, whatever, it's just more comfortable and it's really a good feel. Well, and, I, and I'll say this too. Uh, 10 years ago, I was in the camp of I didn't like relic guitars. Yeah. Um, but then you turned 75. <laughs> <and you knew. laughs> yeah, I've hit my 40s. <laughs> Now I want it relic. No, there it it's really comes down to playing the guitars. Um, I've really come to appreciate the feel of them. Uh, the look of them, I don't really care too much. Um, but w- I I will always say the one that got away was a custom shop telly that we had. Mm-hmm. It was a fifty two. It was a custom shop telly. It was a relic. We had a, a relic and a heavy relic that were almost identical, but the relic was lighter. Mm-hmm. I felt it was more resonant. I absolutely loved that guitar yeah and a local guy bought it and then he sold it to buy a a range rover and it just breaks (laughs) my heart even more um because i really wanted that guitar but that was the one that got away and the thing that it was the way it sounded it was the 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 lightness of it it was the way it felt it was all of that stuff i really didn't care it could have been a journeyman it could have been a, a closet classic i don't care it was like it was such a great guitar um and I, you know, that's really how I feel that that that's what the criteria should be. The other strat or the other guitar we have coming is a strat, which I don't know if you were surprised that I bit on this because I I've made a uh, comment well. about large headstocks, <laughs> but it's got a large headstock. It's a '67. Um, it's an HSS, so it's like a modded '67. It's a journeyman, yeah, with closet classic hardware, and it's aged vintage white with the with the rosewood board. So it's got that kind of so that guitar is going to be amazing. It's a it's a great looking yeah. guitar. Tortoise shell, pick guard, uh, slab fingerboard, big headstock, you know, aged uh, Olympic white. It's or vintage white. It's a really really good looking guitar. Um, and the pickups on that one uh, are pretty cool. Uh, custom shop hand wound. Um, it's got a zebra pickup. It's a shawbucker in the bridge, um, and then you've got. They call it Pomo Strat uh, wiring, which is interesting. Yeah, get that Pomo, dude. <laughs> get the Pomo. Um, and then the rest of the specs are very, you know, pretty much vintage, except for the radius. It's a nine and a half radius. So, a couple things. First, bound neck. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very cool. And um, 
I like the fact that it is the zebra humbucker, the shawbucker, instead of like a, a covered humbucker. Yes. Because ever since, you know, with well, the- Well, I love zebra humbuckers. Yeah. I just think that looks cool. With the, because uh, the pit guard on it is the tortoise shell, the black of the humbucker, like on one half right. kind of disappears and it gives you the look of having three parallel, single you know, coils. single coils. It's just something a little, uh, little interesting. But um, for some reason, the ultras and the, you know, pro twos and stuff with the zebra, like, I just like the look, you know. Yeah, I dig cool. the look. This one, I think, is going to be quite a rocker, too, because it's medium jumbo. Fret. Like, the way they set this up, it's like, okay, we're going to do HSS special wiring, yeah. Shaw Bucker, jumbo frets, big headstock. Yeah. Like, this thing's going to shred. It's, you know, it's a 67th, but it's got like a 65 neck on it. Yeah. Um, it's very, very cool. So that one would be cool. It's two very different guitars. And both of the guitars are seven and a half pounds. That's good for me. That's yeah. It's a good sign. It's a, it's a nice weight. It, that means it's a light body, basically. Yeah. Yeah, so. I like that. It's going to be very cool. So, yeah, basically, this has been a nice commercial for Fender Custom Shop. <laughs> uh, we've got a bunch of them in stock. And if you're looking for one, man, we've got one for you. So just check out what we've got online. I would love to own uh, like probably five of the custom shops we have in stock right now. Yeah, I would. I, I'll take I would that. take them home. HS Telly, the Jazzmaster, Bone Tone Strat. There are two sixty-four Strats. Mm-hmm. Um, one's like a cool three-color sunburst. That's like the Target kind of yeah. burst, and uh, one's Olympic White. They're amazing. The Olympic White one, I remember when I ordered, I was like, "She will be mine." You know, yeah, oh, yes. that's a she will be mine. That's a good one. It's the Wayne's World um, guitar. The man, there's oh, so we have two. Aged Candy Apple Reds, one Strat and one Telly, both mm-hmm. really cool. But enough about Fender Custom Shop. Let's talk Martin Custom Shop. Yeah, so you took a trip. I did. To Pennsylvania without me. Classic. I harbor no ill will whatsoever. You went without me the first time, so. that's You didn't work here. I did. So that doesn't count. I did in spirit. I was a customer. <laughs> I was promoted to customer at the time. <laughs> you were promoted to customer. Um. So Patrick has gone twice, don't which say is that. an interesting conspiracy theory going on. How does that happen? He pretended like he never went, um, but he was a, a different guy this time. He's got a kid now, so he viewed it all differently, I guess, or something. So Patrick and I went up there. We, you know, we had our first Alamo Music custom run, very successful. I purchased one. I love that guitar. Uh, we proved to ourselves that it could work. Right. And so it was time to double down quite literally. I have to give perspective on this. This is what's really cool about, about this job. Yeah. About working for a family owned company, which by the way, I, I have to sh- shout out the time away that I've had, uh, working remotely and, and all that stuff is because it's there. This is just a great family owned company. Yeah. You know, that, that values people. And, uh, but what's, what's fun about this in our role is taking chances, having wins, and being able to build upon that to do more. So when yeah. I went to the factory, which was like in 2014, okay, we had just started doing videos. Yeah. We had just started kind of building something. I just here. graduated high school. Yeah, you know, the guitars were very Yeah. What we carried was was a lot more limited to what we carry now. And so when we did a custom shop, there was a lot of hand ringing. There was a lot of audibles over the phone as we specced things out. And yeah. we picked out wood for one. Yeah one guitar and it was an amazing coca bolo little triple o but it was one guitar so 
You picked out wood for how many guitars? Uh, we got 20 guitars this time. Look at that. And, and I That's will tell awesome. you that I said, we're going to do two different designs and it's going to be 10 each. And Zach was like, you need to get more than that. You need to get 50 each. Yeah, he and I were on the, on the other end going, more. Yeah. I so, felt like a Kylo Ren, more. More. Have you seen that one video with that, but it's like the dude's putting on Parmesan at Olive Garden? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Say when. More. More. Um, yeah, that's that's a good one. So uh, we did two different designs. And though Chris was not at the factory with us, you definitely had hand in what these, you know, Chris and I talked a lot about these and we really went in two separate directions. One very... Old school and one very, not even new school, but a little flashier. Yeah. So, an understated and a flashy one. We de- definitely went pretty understated on the first Martin that we did, um, which I really liked. But we need something that's going to stand something. up. Something that's going to stand up to the freaking double A Koas that you're churning out with Taylor, you know. So, we're definitely going with some Koa on one of them. We just love Koa. We do love Koa. Yeah. And I was like... I wasn't anti-Koa for a long time, but I was, from afar, I was always of the mindset, like, Koa is an aesthetic wood. It sounds pretty good, but it's for the looks, and mm-hmm. then I was proven over you, time that you were that's made not a believer. True. I was made a believer. I have to ask you, at what point, how much of, so we, we got these prototypes in. Yeah. One of those prototypes, which sold pretty much immediately. It was the first was one. That was that Koa OM. How yeah. much of that played a role in your mind? A lot. Yeah. That guitar. It was incredible. And I don't know if we'll ever be able to recreate that guitar as perfect as it was because that was all-time Koa, yeah, you know? that was really, really nice. That was like some late 90s Koa, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I remember back in the late 90s, back the Koa was day. plentiful. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of stuff, and I think a lot of people, if we, say, crowdsourced a Martin custom shop, mm-hmm. uh it's hard to tell. I think with with Taylor customs and stuff, I feel like there's a more alignment with Taylor fans, like mm. the kind of stuff that they do, like at the catch event. Mm-hmm. All those were very different, but they all have a certain appeal to like any Taylor customer is going to fall in love with any of those guitars because it's got the Taylor flair. I think Martin is stuck a little bit between really old school people that are like, I need a D18 authentic and that's their dream right. custom versus then some other people that like more of the 45 style stuff with a ton of bling. Um, I think it's separated a little bit more. So with the inspiration of the Koa that we did, um, we did a triple O because the first one was an OM. I think the triple O might appeal to more, a wider audience. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? I like a triple O and I agree. I, you know, I like the shorter scale length. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same body shape. The shorter scale length is, is a comfortable guitar. Yeah. No. I think so. We did the triple O, and I feel like with the Koa, we did VTS Spruce, VTS Sitka on the top, un you know unaged, yeah, you know just the natural VTS. Yeah, they won't do that on a VTS. They said they would, and really? advised against it. Yeah, because if you spray that aged toner on basically baked wood, it just doesn't look the same. Yeah. It'll probably it would probably come out looking like the butterscotch on those Mexican acoustic players that I'm like. Doesn't look like butterscotch because yeah, it just it just changes the context of the that's color. French's. Yeah, it's Frenchies mustard. Yeah. So I will say they, we said we we want to go with the VTS on the top for the Koa. 
And one of the next questions is, do you want clear top or H toner? And they asked, and they said, before you answer that, don't do the toner. Yeah. <laughs> but the VTS on these guitars, it adds a little bit of that. It does color Sort of. It. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's an interesting kind of tone. It just looks worn. It already looks. It looks, looks like what cedar or yeah, what, what spruce does. Yeah, yeah. So, it's already a pretty look. You know, the the thing, so the thing about the the vintage toner is that that's what Addy looks like. Yeah. You know, oh, and it's also what kind of Nitro will do. Yeah. Right? So, Engelman and Addy and Nitro, they kind of honey up. They yeah. kind of, you know, yellow up. And Sitka turns, it's, it does that, but it's more, there's more brown in that color. Yeah. You know, as it darkens, it's not quite the honey hue. Um, and so, I, you know, when they did the redesigned Martins, I really love the look of them. So I'm qualifying this as I say it. I don't want people to think like I would buy an HD 28 today if we actually had one in stock and I could <laughs> buy it. Um, but I've wondered, like, I wonder what that'll look like. Will the toner just override anything that the top is going to do over time? So yeah. Anyway, so but anyways, yeah, yeah. I I agree with their uh, their recommendations, and yeah, it's yeah. what we've done with VGS sure. in the past. So, um, we did select all the Koa, you know, it was the VTS top, which we're not going to be picking spruce. And but we have pictures of you selecting some really, really nice. We color. do have the pictures and I will say that there was a lot of Koa to choose from and I do, and some of it just, it was nice, but it wasn't what I feel like right. you want to see. We, they did exactly what you said. They did pour a little solution on it so you can see the flame. There's some very call cool. call it schmutz. Did it tell you that? No. They call it schmutz. You got a little schmutz on you. Dude. And it's, it's, I think it's an alcohol based thing. It, you know, a lot of people think it's like water. Yeah. Right. It's not water because you just spent a lot of time pulling all of the water out of the wood. So why would you spray it with water? Yeah. Yeah. So they spray it with this thing that basically it will evaporate and not, not affect that. the water. The, but the, I don't know if he still does it, but the guy that was in the wood selection, he keeps in like this oil can. Yeah. Yeah. We had yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Um, like Wizard of Oz. For yeah, a totally. Oil can. <laughs> that would speaking to you. So, um, yeah. So, we picked out the flame, Koa. Really cool. There's some pieces that the flame is so wide. It's mm -hmm. like this huge. And then others that, you know, it, it, every single one is pretty interesting. I will say that we got to choose a few sets that had been paired for top and back. But we did it for the back. So, there will be a couple in there. To have like a twin, yeah, um, which is going to be cool. Oh, wouldn't that be cool for whoever's listening and has the money to buy both? You gotta buy both. One gotta for, buy the twin set. One for you and for your loved one. Um, yeah, some really cool stuff. With a hand one point, certificate I was from like, Cooper and Chris, and a certificate of authenticity to hang in your cabinet. That's just, just for me. I'm just saying. Um, I was th when they said these are paired for top and back. I was like, let's just do some Alcoas, but we did not do that. Um. <laughs> So, that was cool. It's going to have, you know, some 45 style appointments. It's mm -hmm. got the abalone rosette. It's going to be bound in rosewood, which will be a nice contrast. It's got long diamonds and squares on the fingerboard. And then my favorite, the CFM block in abalone on the headstock um, with some nice, you know, gold hardware and yeah. stuff. It's going to be... Which tuners do, did we go with? Because we talked about it. <sighs> I'll have to double check. I think Was we did go with go the Gotos. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just going to be nice. It's going to be a very pretty guitar. Yeah. On the other end, we went 
total old school. Oh, I'm so excited about these too. Yeah. I think these are going to be awesome. Go ahead. These are, these are pandering to that kind of, the other type of Martin And these will Custer. be more affordable. These are going to be more affordable. Um, part of the, you know, philosophy behind the other one is if we could get HD 28s in, we, I mean, there's never a shortage of people that are looking to play an HD 28. Right. Um, but they're some of the hardest to come by and they're gone in a day. So, yeah. We're doing 10, very based on HD28, but they're going to have wild grain, East Indian rosewood, some of the craziest wood that I've ever seen. And we do have pictures of every set. So ideally, if you're listening to this, you want one, um, we'll show you the early pictures. You can pick the one that you want just based off the wood selection. Um, It's going to be the European European maple, flame flame maple binding. It's going to be, you know, so we got the wood binding on both. Koa's got to have the rosewood, which we saw that in the custom too. I mean, it's beautiful pair. And then the very flamey maple binding on this one. Um, it's got the Foden style inlay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen that, but it was cool because we went to the, fa- uh, you know, the museum walkthrough mm-hmm. and they had the original Foden guitar in there. And it's such cool inlay. It's very minimalistic, but on the seventh fret, it's like a little clover kind of yeah. thing. So. Foden style inlay. It does have the uh, just normal Sitka spruce top with an aging toner yep. um, to keep it as, you know, classic looking, but... It's an upgraded HD 28 yeah, with crazy back and sides. And um, just a small little thing. We went with the bold herringbone on the rosette and the purfling. So, it's really hammering home that an HD. HD. Yeah, <laughs> capital HD. Um, but truly the thing is that's going to blow people's minds, that wild green. Yeah. It's uh, some beautiful sets that looked very alien, demonic. It was, it was some rock and roll wood. I was so, you know, when that occurred to me, because when we were talking about it, I'm like, wait, this is what we should do. Yeah, yeah. We should do an HD28 with yeah. this wood. That would be awesome. And then to to do the other spec, you know, updates is... Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited for both of those to come in. It's going to be a while, but... Uh, it is going to be a while, and I believe... Worth the wait. This is not confirmed yet, but, you know, we're an old company. Mm-hmm. By the end of next year, we'll be rolling into the 95th year. I believe, and we need to get confirmation on this, it was their idea. Martin's going to do some custom labels for the inside... Martin Guitars Alma Music 95th Anniversary Collection. Nice. So it'll be a definitely a big milestone for the store. Think how far it's come from selling refurbished pianos on the on the on front porch. porch. Yeah, come but, a long way. Um, we did obviously besides the wood selection guitars, we got some very cool customs that we ran out of video today. Twelve fret dread. Sushi guitar, all that stuff. <laughs> if you want to um, know more about sushi guitar, tune in. Did, what, uh, yeah, here's the burning question that everyone really wants to know. What'd you get from the gift shop? So Chris McKee right now is there's a picture of us in the space. Chris is wearing a like a kind of a work shirt, uh-huh. mechanic style. I got a Martin shirt like that, nice, um, which I liked. Good Pat, choice. So I was like, man, this is. I thought about. It, I was like, I've seen Chris McKee wear some stuff like this. This I'm is good, wearing a Fender one. Good outfit that has a channel. cool like Stratocaster patent like tremolo thing on the back of it that I've had for years. They yeah. don't sell these anymore. Yeah, I, I wanted the shirt. You know, do the roll up the sleeves, tuck it in, yeah. like mechanic look. You know, grease monkey style for the channel. Um, but Patrick like had a field day in there. Oh my god! He was like, this stuff's so cool. He got a hat. He got a notepad. He got a shirt. All this stuff. 
Like, I want to get one thing. I want to make it cool. Um, Did you get the shirt for free? Yeah. Okay. So, he got one. Because they said, like, when I went, like, you can get one thing for free. He got two things for free. Well, that's Patrick. Hey, you know what? If you don't ask. That's true. You don't know. So, I will say this. Let me just share this. Patrick said, hey, will you ask them if we can have some guitars in our hotel room to play while we're there? (laughs) So, that's rude. Please. I don't think that's necessary. And he goes... They can tell us no, it doesn't matter. But they if you don't ask, we won't we won't get guitars. So I I emailed Jim. Yeah, I was looking at buying that the other day. It's a black shirt. one, but I, yeah, I like work shirts. It's cool. Yeah, um, that's cool. So yeah, Patrick said, just ask him if we can play some guitar. We'll record some stuff while we're there, um, and you know, be all part of the experience. I emailed Jim. Yeah, and I was like, uh, hey, is there any way you know we could grab a couple guitars. They do not have to be nice. And I was, I was like, just give us a couple like DX twos or something, you know, like something that we can just jam out in the hotel. And then I remembered they don't make X series or road series in Nazareth. So I, they have any of those lying around. We got to our hotel and they shipped them from there though. Well, we had, uh, uh, what was it? It was an OM28E Modern Deluxe and a uh, HD28 Vintage yeah. hanging out in the room. And Patrick had a room with a fireplace in it. What? And I got, yeah, I mean, it was a nice room. I didn't have a fireplace. When I went, we were in like the Hudson Hotel or something. It was a... Hudson Suites. It was a, it was a nice experience. We ate some good food. Yeah, the um, food's up there. Good. It was really fun. I will say this is a interesting little tidbit. So we walked around the factory, got to see a bunch of cool stuff. Jim was like, like I said in that video the other day, he's like, you can't take photos of anything in production before it's released, like the Shawn Mendes. And the Shawn Mendes was released that day. And so I was very hesitant to take photos of stuff. And then I realized that everything's out. It's yeah. all good. But um, I got to play again one of those custom shop SCs that turned me a little bit. I thought it was pretty cool. At NAM, I was like, this. It's crazy, but got to play a few of those. But when we went into different people's offices, you were talking about it, like... A little alcove that they've got. Little, yeah. It's like a built-in shadow box in the wall with a guitar. Yeah. I got to see some very interesting early prototypes of the SC that were, uh, you know, from before they figured out the, the uh, you know, formula. Yeah. I will say, I asked them, why is the custom shop one $8,000? Yeah. And it's because they don't have the ability to, like with the 13s and 10s, you know, it's machines that do all of the shaping of everything. Uh, They said that every single one was done by hand because they don't have the machinery to do so. And got a lot of groans because I guess people don't want to be doing that. I will not stand for excuses. We need a 28 series SC guitar. Yeah. Get to it, Martin. Yeah. Yes. That's fair. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I saw an EM-18 hanging around. That was pretty cool. Did you see the arch top? There was, I remember there was an office with one of the old arch tops, yeah. which I was like, that's really cool. I like this. But there was one guitar that I found in that factory in the custom shop office that was not a Martin guitar. It was the only non-Martin that I found in that factory that was part of somebody at somebody's desk to mm-hmm. like play around on. Can you guess what it was? And I was like, are you using this for research or what? And it was, no, I just genuinely like playing that guitar. What was it? I want you to guess one thing. Okay. Was it a Collings? No. Okay. 
It was an acoustasonic player telecaster. Really? Yeah. Okay, Martin, <laughs> stop. Don't. <laughs> now! You've gone down this road of research far enough. I was just like, what's that? I was, well, because I walked in, I was like, did y'all make that one? And they were like, no, it's just fun to play around on. But you know what would be interesting, actually, is, is uh, I'm, you know, Fender's never said what they modeled some of that stuff after, but you know from the descriptions that at least two of those guitars modeled were Martin's. Yeah. You know, and Fishman, having previously worked with Martin on the Aura pickup, had already done some of that stuff. And so I've often wondered to myself, you know, how interested would Martin be to kind of know, like, hey, what's modeled in there? Yeah. Curious. So, yeah. If you don't say what it is, you can get around a lot of things. Yeah. You just say, this is a square-shouldered um, spruce and rosewood dreadnought. <laughs> this is an Adirondack and Brazilian rosewood vintage dreadnought guitar. Yeah. Recorded with a Rode microphone. This was the first X-Brace guitar. Um, yeah. I I mean, it was just wild. There are some things that I feel like... Let me ask you this, this random question. Mm-hmm. Everybody, like, I feel like right now, it's COA time. It's the era of Koa. It's always been a Koa era, but I think if anybody's going to go outside of mahogany, rosewood, people are going to Koa maple. Yeah, but that's less. Koa's kind of becoming Koa's traditional tone wood, so to speak. This um, is exotic, kind of rare. What do you think about other exotic stuff? And do you think that certain ones are overlooked? Because I'm thinking of one in my head that I saw that was very cool. But what do you think might be an overlooked exotic tone wood? Well, you know, I think, you know, we kind of talked about this in a video earlier today. I think Ovencall, Taylor made a case for for many, many, many years. And it just never got the traction it should. And, there, I mean, there's really no reason. I saw beautifully figured Ovencall. The tone of it was really good. Like, there's really no reason it shouldn't have gotten more exposure and kind of people desiring that tone wood. Yeah. You know, um, there, yeah. And I feel like some of this, this is my theory. We see, uh, we talk about Zitacote. Mm-hmm. Okay. That will come and go. It like, suddenly you'll see a bunch of guitars from a do- bunch of manufacturers that pop up. Yeah. It'll be on an Acoustasonic. It'll be on a new Cordoba, you know? Yeah. And I think it's because, like some shipment of wood becomes available, right? Yeah. And people buy it from some wood vendor, you know, wholesaler, and it's available. And so guitar manufacturers make a guitar mm-hmm. out of it. So there's some of that that happens, you know, as far as what becomes popular or what becomes available. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Bubinga? Bubinga's cool. Uh, Taylor did some stuff with Bubinga years ago. We had a custom shop Martin uh, years ago that had... Uh, like quilted bubinga yeah. back in sides. That was a very, very cool guitar. There was a bubinga triple O. And it's fun to say. Yeah, it is very fun to say. And I was really close to being like, we should take this one too. Yeah. Um, and we didn't, but it was almost like my, I could already see it, like the video on my head, like, what's the deal with bubinga? What's the deal with bubinga? I feel like that's one that maybe I heard about a lot a few years back that I just don't see as much. They, they've done it in the custom shop with Martin a few times. Um, I know we've had at least one, maybe more. Um, some, I, th- I think we bought one new and then we had one that was a used model that we'd gotten through some trade or something. Uh, that was a great guitar. There's another wood that's kind of like that. Um, uh, I don't know if Taylor's done or Martin's done much with it. I know Taylor used to use it for their big old bases, like a long, long time. Dang. Ago. Um, and that was a very cool wood. Yeah. You know, so yeah, th- those are great. I mean, people just, you know, it tends to be, it's 
it's rosewood mahogany, like yeah. you know, and then you might get maple or koa. But there's a lot of great tone woods that are out there. You know, we uh, this is a tangent. I'd like to see. Actually, it'd be cool to see Martin do some stuff with Macassar ebony. Um, yeah. I don't think it's really that exact. Like, I say that I own a guitar with it, and it was expensive. Yeah. So um, I don't think it's uh, that rare. I think it's hard to get just because it comes from a particular port. That's why it's named Macassar. Yeah. Um, you know, halfway across the world near Jakarta, but um, I don't think the trees are. And I might be wrong. Maybe they're in, yeah, maybe they're stressed or something. But um, that's a cool tone wood. So Macassar ebony doesn't come from Cameroon. No. What's the species of ebony? Is that just ebony? I mean, so I mean, there's all sorts of different ebony. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's a good question, actually. So what Taylor's done with ebony is they've been sourcing ebony from Cameroon. They yeah. set up a company. Bedenter with uh, a partnership with a company out of Spain, and they're producing this. And uh, it was primarily for, you know, fretboards and bridges. And then, hey, we can utilize yeah. this for back and sides too. The, the, all, all Lebanese are pretty similar, but like the attributes of what's going on with Cameroon ebony, mm-hmm. a little different than Macassar ebony, but they're mm-hmm. Ebony's. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like the Rosewoods, right? You could have, Madagascar rosewood yeah. and Honduran rosewood and Brazilian rosewood and East Indian rosewood. And they're all true rosewoods. Uh, and they're all similar, but they're a little bit different. But yeah, Macassar, that's the name of the port and where that particular ebony actually comes through. Near Jakarta. Yeah, it's Indonesian. So, you know what I miss? I miss the E14. What happened to that? E14 CE. Okay, good question. E14, by the way, if you don't know, uh, they were ebony guitars from Taylor. And it was supposed to be a whole series. Yeah. And then it really kind of became guitars that were available as they were available. And we got them and we sold a bunch of them. And, you know, ebony is a dense wood. So in some ways it's almost like maple. And yet it's also not. It's kind of a chameleon of a tone wood. And they were pairing this with some cool aesthetics and a spruce top. Ebony, because it's dense, can be difficult from a workability standpoint. And the reason I think Taylor didn't go forward with that as a series at this point is probably the workability of it. There's certain, you know, this from woodworking, right? There's certain woods that are going to dull Mm -hmm. your, 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 uh, your tools. Yeah. Right. There are certain woods that are going to be easier to bend on a side bending machine or by hand. Uh, you know, you're going to get to go to the Taylor factory at some point, just like you did Mark. I need to. And they, they have these side bending machines, right? That they've, created they they've patented these and they yeah, they've superheated metal and a form and the wood goes in there and it gets kind of butcher paper around it and they use the uh the water content in there already to help steam the wood instead of spraying it making it wet again because yeah. kind of what we just said yeah you just spend all this time pulling the water out of the wood don't put any more back in um and and they have speeds on here right so you can put like you can go fast you can go medium you can go slow yeah okay if it's rosewood, rosewood's easy. Like yeah. you throw rosewood in, you hit fast, boom, it bends it. Yeah. Easy. Okay. You don't want to do that with certain woods. Yeah. You don't want to do that with maple Mm-mm. or koa. Yeah. You know, um, it's just, and particularly you don't want to do that with ebony. It's just going to blow up. And so you got to weigh like how much yeah. loss am I going to have? And it's really fascinating. If you, if, if you do a tour of the Taylor factory, for those of you who do a tour of the Taylor factory, pay attention. When you get to this area, there's paper 
at least from time to time when they're testing machines, they'll have it on there and they're tracking breakage by like wood sets. Yeah. So that they can gather specs and make changes and so forth. That's wild. Yeah. I, after going to the Martin factory, I'm even more so like excited to go see what it's like at Taylor. Um, Did you go to the old factory? We drove past it. It was closed for, well, so I guess they have like a storefront out of there uh-huh. for, you know. Luthier supplies. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they said that for the most part, the old factory is now like storage in Chris Martin's office. And, um, but it blew my mind to drive past the old factory and then drive to the new factory and see that they recreate, like it made a replica yeah. of the old factory. I need to show you my photos of the old factory. Yeah. Because when we went the first time it was open, but they had kind of told us at the time, like this is, this may, I hope I'm not getting anyone into trouble by saying this, but they, they took Patrick and I in there and they're like, this is kind of dicey. It's not super safe, <laughs> you know, but we're going to, are you guys down? Or like, yeah. Yeah. And so we went in there, we saw the old workbenches. I've got these amazing photos and they had it set up kind of like a museum, but they were talking about at the time, like, could we have the public come in here? There's some safety concerns, liability, all that stuff. Um, and it was, it was, the history was pretty phenomenal to kind of stand in there. Yeah. You and realize like there were workmen building guitars. Their, their scribbles were still next to the windows, That's you know, crazy. from 80 years ago. Uh, you know, it, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. The craftsmanship and like the things that were being done by hand next to like, I'm sure millions and millions of dollars of machinery that mm-hmm. might be like supposed to be doing those things and now but it's still like the craftsmen that are doing it by hand yeah. um really really cool well you kind of mentioned it the other day that machine that has the big arm that buffs out <laughs> yeah buffy the guitar slayer yeah it blew my mind um yeah it was really really cool um also just seeing what their pieces of back and sides look like before they you know mm-hmm. like some of it it's so thin it's bowed. It's crazy. And they're like, oh, no, this is going to be perfect. This is yeah. going to make an awesome guitar. Um, very cool stuff. We had a fantastic time. Uh, yeah. You know, it was pretty whirlwind of a trip. Yeah. How was your ride back to the airport, Cooper? You know, I don't think <laughs> that's between me, Patrick. The podcast the driver. people want to know. <laughs> Let's just say I found out that I get really car sick at four in the morning. It's okay. The driver did give you permission to forget that that ever he, happened. So yeah. We'll all forget that ever happened. Um, yeah, that hurt. That hurt my pride a little bit. I'll tell you that. And so let's just say I got car sick and I, you know, my stomach was upset and we got to the airport and Pat's like, dude, you want a bagel? He's like, I'm starving. Let's go get a bagel. And I did and not was, get what, like four in the morning, right? Yeah. And I was like, I need a coconut water. <laughs> <laughs> I need some electrolytes. I need, yeah. I need to make things grow. Um, no, that's great. Yeah. That, that, that sounds like an awesome trip. I'm excited for, hopefully we've got some trips coming up next year. Yeah. Which will be really unique. Let's go and to fun. the Czech Republic. That's, that's on the agenda, man. Yeah. Um, you know, a European vacation work trip. That's good for me. Yeah. yeah. I will say that, um, some of the people that I met at Martin, Jerry, I don't know if he's listening to this, Jerry, Brent, Scott, Hillary, they were like, it was like I've known them for like 40 years after hanging out with them. For, they were so nice. Everybody was so kind. I think rolling into Nazareth, the how the town felt, mm-hmm. I figured everybody was going to be 
standoffish Bruce Springsteen, you know? <laughs> and they were just like immediately so, so nice. Everybody in the factory smiling at you when you're, they're putting inlays in. It it's was, so beautiful up there. Yeah. Was what was the weather cool. like when you went? Because there was snow on the ground when I went. It, it was, was October. It was pretty rainy, yeah. um, which they were surprised because it hadn't rained that much like all year. But it was rainy. It was a little chilly. Um, you know, we're... It did make me feel a little bit like I was in a Bruce Springsteen song, living here in Allentown, Billy Joel style. Um, Patrick sang that song the entire time. And we're living here in well, Allentown. When Patrick commits, he commits. You know. He committed to getting a sushi guitar, I'll tell you that. One, the last cool thing I'll say, I got to play the Kurt Cobain guitar. Yeah. And I played some Nirvana on it, and it was very cool. Um, you also played that OM45 Deluxe. Yeah. That's an incredible guitar. Yeah, that was that and the like kind of OG D45 that they had but it in was there. The, it was the deep body, right? Yeah. That guitar, I remember. I remember that guitar because yeah. it was like it rumbled yeah. against you. The OM45 was cool. It was one of 11 that had ever been made and they had to buy it back at an auction. Yeah. And I think it was like $380,000 or something when they bought it back. I did see... um the original Claire was in the factory, which was cool because we had that prototype yeah. and it has since sold. Um, the Jimmy Rogers guitar was super cool. There's the, did you see the Satan is Real guitar yeah. when you're in yeah. there? With the album guitar yeah. on it. Yeah. Which is like such a random album, but that I like so Leave much. The Everly Brothers, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's very cool. Uh, factory was, I mean, the museum, we had been at the factory since from like eight in the morning, walking around, choosing woods, hanging out, we ate some food and we were, we were there all day and we were really, really tired by the end of the day. Cause we flew in at six in the morning too. Um, and they, we were just like, we need to go take a nap dude before we go to dinner tonight. And then they opened up the uh, museum and it was like, just like a shot of espresso, you know, just waking up, just playing what Kurt Cobain played yeah. and, uh, OM45 Deluxe is pretty much but the original Martin too with the Stoffer headstock yeah. and really cool. I will say a guy walked out of the museum when we were walking out of the factory in a tour group and he was like, hey, Alamo Music. Hey. That blew my mind. Also, that's cool. there was a, um, I need to make sure I'm saying the name of the store right. There's a shop in Nazareth that if you listener or you Chris... Uh, or you, Zach, ever finds yourself in Nazareth. There's a very cool guitar shop. Had zero Martins in it, which was interesting to me. It was all... Sounds like proximity is not the issue with getting supply then. Yeah, they had another... Um, I'm trying to figure out... I have a photo of the uh, the name. They had a really cool used collection of electrics and some very... Um, some very cool like guilds and it's called six string brokerage. That's what it was. And we walked in there and we we're hanging for a bit. Very nice guy, just vintage Les Pauls and airlines and you know, all this cool stuff. And another guy walked in the store and he was like, I watch all your videos. That's fun. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was, it blew my mind, but everybody up there obviously is a guitar freak yeah. that watches probably guitar YouTube as much as we do. Um, I mean, I talked with people about Music Villa and Chicago Music Exchange, straight music. Like, it's a cool community once you kind of 
realize, I feel like it's a rite of passage that y'all went through a couple of years ago when yeah. y'all went and that feels nice to be kind of part of the club, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. I'm glad you you went. Um, I hope that when you go to Taylor, I get to go with you. You got to go. We can leave Pat at home. Yeah, we can leave Pat for that um, one. Because I, I imagine people are working at Taylor, like walking in from lunch with their surfboards and like. I, I, I will <laughs> I will confirm this. The last time I was there, I watched Andy Powers go from one of their buildings to the other building on a longboard. Classic. Yeah. Was it Koa? No, it's it, it, funny. I didn't, it, but he just went by on this, on a long skateboard and I was like, hmm, okay. Yeah. I'm in California. That's good for me. Hanging out with them at Nam for an hour was a very fun time. I want to have a little more time to. Places I want to go. I haven't been to the Fender factory. Um, they've done stuff around Nam, but usually yeah. the schedule did not permit it. Um, and I want to go, I'd love to see the Mexico facilities for a lot of these companies. Yeah. I want to go into the factory, uh, the Gibson factory yeah, in Nashville and in Bozeman. Um, you know, Furch would be a great, like there's a bunch of, yeah. I'd love to go to Collings, even though we're not a dealer and would love to be, you know, it's here in Texas. It's yeah. not that far away. I'd love to tour their factory we and like to. talk to them. Let's just go on a tour road show. I'm down. You in a van <laughs> and just pick up guitars along the way and then stop in other stores. That sounds like my future, actually. Just me driving around in a van with guitars. That's good for me. That's a good, that's a good future. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, it was good. Fun time. This has been a good discussion. So thanks for uh, spending an hour with us. Um, you know, it's been a while, so we obviously had a lot to say, and we appreciate all of our listeners. You know, really, we have a goal, um, and you said it a second ago, it's, it's just about community. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, I, I, hate, I hate the fighting that sometimes goes on, uh on guitar communities i hate like the brand kind of fights it feels like partisan politics you know i just i can't stand it what i love is a community of musicians who like support each other and appreciate each other and applaud everybody on this journey of music um and you know geek out about gear and theory and stuff that sounds cool you know as we all make music together so hopefully you uh, you're getting some of that from this podcast and then you watch us online and yeah come by and see us in the store um check us out on our website at alamomusic.com and uh keep listening for our podcast we promise to try to be more consistent with it so so thanks for listening guys 